Here's the word for the gospel this morning. While they were saying all this, Jesus appeared to them and said, Peace be with you. They thought they were seeing a ghost and were scared half to death. He continued with them, Don't be upset. Don't let all these doubting questions take over. Look at my hands. Look at my feet. It's really me. Touch me. Look me over from head to toe. A ghost doesn't have muscle and bone like this. As he said this, he showed them his hands and his feet, and they still couldn't believe what they were seeing. It was too much. It seemed too good to be true. So he asked, do you have any food here? They gave him a piece of leftover fish that they had cooked. He took it and he ate it right before their eyes. And then he said, everything I told you while I was with you comes to this. All the things written about me in the law of Moses, in the prophets, and in the Psalms have been fulfilled. He went on to open their understanding of the word of God, showing them how to read their Bibles this way. He said, you can see now how it is written that the Messiah suffers, rises from the dead on the third day, and then a total life change through forgiveness of sins is proclaimed in his name to all nations, starting here in Jerusalem. He went on to open their understanding of the Word of God, showing them how to read their Bibles this way. He said, you can see how it is written that the Messiah suffers, rises from the dead on the third day, and then a total life change through the forgiveness of sins is proclaimed in his name to all nations starting in Jerusalem. Now, you know, we, we get lots of stories about the resurrection and there's lots of people out there, you know, there's doubts about physical resurrection. We have whole denominations that are set up that came into being just because of the resurrection and that it happened. And if you don't believe that, then somehow you're not saved, right? And, of course, our church, as you know, uh, we're a little bit more progressive than that. We, we take wherever you're at with God, that's where you're at with God. I'm not going to tell you that you have to believe one way or another. And I think that that opens us up to catch the more fine things of what our faith is all about and what the resurrection of Jesus is all about. You know, this is the third time now that we're going to bring this up in the matter of four weeks. You remember that the first, the first words that came from the cross, and by the way, you know, if you come to this church, I usually don't talk about the crucifixion. What do I usually talk about? I talk about the assassination of Jesus. And the reason that I do that is to make sure that we all understand that Jesus did what he did by choice. He chose to do the things that he did because of his relationship with God. That is an important piece for all of us. You choose to do what you do, not because of what the preacher says, but because of what your relationship with God is. And what is it that you ask yourself that God requires of you. And of course, we know the answer to that, right? That you do justice, you be merciful, and you walk humbly with God. How can you go wrong? 
You can't. And then you have Jesus come along, who is the representative of ultimately graduating, if you will, in this, in this world of creation as to what we can be all about. And what is the first thing that he says? God, forgive them. We have got to be able to forgive. If we do not forgive, as I have told you before, if there's no forgiveness coming from that cross, we're not Christians today. We're worshiping something else. Or we're got some other thing that God would have provided to make the point. Because in order for there to be life, in order for there to be fulfillment, there has to be forgiveness. It is the only way this car will travel, folks. Think about that. What is the one thing in your car it has got to have, and if it doesn't have, no matter what you do, it's just going to sit there. Anybody? Gasoline. Bingo. Ain't no gas. It doesn't matter whether everything else is in working order. If there's no forgiveness on your part towards the people that you deal with on a daily basis, it does not matter how well you're doing in handing out hygiene kits. It does not matter in how well you're doing in feeding people or giving people clothes. If there's no forgiveness, you are sitting there basically dead in the water. That was the first words that come from the cross. And then we get every resurrection story. It is a story, never mind the fact that Jesus is alive and we go through all this stuff, feel my hands, feel my feet. Oh, now I'm going to eat fish to show you that I'm real. What is in every story? There is a moment of forgiveness. What happened when Jesus showed up to Thomas? As according to John, that's what we talked about last week. And he said to him, well, blessed, you know, because you've seen. And then later on, what does he do? The next thing that he does is he shows up with the disciples while they're fishing. And he, what, reinstates Peter. You know, do you love me? Then take care of my sheep. And then we have this story. And you've heard this story. This is, uh, 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 there's a very famous sermon that ended up generating a book called The Road to Emmaus. That's, you know, where this comes from is that the disciples are walking along the road, and they're pretty depressed because their buddy's gone. And boom, the next thing you know, there he is. But what does he say? If you understand this, if you get this, you are now about forgiveness. That is the real deal. This is what we call stepping in. You step out of yourself, and you step into the world. It is about, if you want to know peace, if you want to know how to get ahead in life, if you want to know how to develop relationships, if you want friends that you can count on, then you better be able to forgive. Now, it's just like the blog I wrote. The editor and I have gone back and forth because for the longest time, I have tried to have this conversation about inclusivity. And so for those folks that are going to read that out of our church, you will see that I talk about you a little bit, that you all don't have any problem with the way that we present communion. Amen? 
that it's an open invitation for everybody. But there is a hitch in our giddy-up because I also know that when I start talking about God and I lose the masculine and start talking about God other ways, that we've had people in the church and maybe even now that sit there and go, okay, pastor, <laughs> this makes me nervous because I know God as whatever. And I go on to cover that, you know, the whole idea behind inclusivity is not so much about uh, hanging an ornament on a Christmas tree. It's about doing the stuff that really invite people in. And what occurred to me this morning is the reason in every resurrect, post-resurrection experience that we have with Jesus, there's always this conversation about forgiveness. It occurred to me, this is just not an ornament that you hang on your tree. This is not something that you do that is as simple as saying that I'm sorry. This is the gasoline of your life, folks. This is what keeps you moving ahead. And I realize that, you know, the people that have anger management issues, people that have drinking issues or get hung up on drugs, so much of it is caught up when you hear their stories about how wrong they have been. So I would suggest to you that maybe some of you might think, oh, well, you know, that's just too easy, Pastor. Actually, I think there's two sides to that coin. I think there's some of you who will sit there and go, oh, no, Pastor, this whole idea of forgiveness. You mean if I just forgive everything, my life is going to be fine? that think that's too easy, and there will be others who are looking at the other side of the coin going, hell no, I'm not forgiven what's been done to me. And I would say to both of you on both sides of the coin, no, it is not that easy. Because in order for you to forgive, you have to accept the fact that you have been forgiven. And if there are people in your life that you don't want to forgive, then understand that's because you got something in your life that you don't think you've been forgiven for. It's, you know, it's real simple. This is the, this is the fuel, folks. People talk about the church growing. People talk about solving the homeless issue. People talk about as I mentioned in the blog about inclusivity being a decoration. Well, now to, to make this next step of really including people, which means that when somebody comes to you and they think differently, it doesn't mean that you sit there and look at it and go, oh, yeah, we like that. It means you really listen to them. It also means revolutionary that we leave the saving of people's souls to who? God. It is not our job or the church's job to save souls. It is our job to protect them. And the way that we do that is when we take the mandate of Christ seriously that says, now that you've seen me, now that you know that I'm alive, now that you know that they can't kill me, now go into the world and forgive and let the world know its peace. God bless you.